Yes, sir. Indeed, indeed, indeed. You already know. Thank you and welcome to another episode of Stack of Mental Illness with your boy and your host, Ryan Smith. And today's topic is going to be based on, well, for me, I want to use this episode to talk about some of the music that I've listened to, some of the classic albums that has helped me through my darkest times. And I'm going to touch on a lot of albums as much as I can in this episode. So feel free to comment once this episode goes up about your favorite albums and what you love to do in your your spare time. For me personally, music has always been a key. I've been an avid music head for years and I just figured, you know, why not talk about an outlet that I love to do and that is music. So music has always been a integral part of my life and for me it's always been that so I'm about to jump right into it so let's get right into my first album that I love is by the GOAT in my opinion the great late Michael Jackson and his landmark album Thriller now Thriller was released on November 30th 1982 by Epic Records Man, it became Jackson's first number one album to reach the Billboard 200. It produces the classic singles from The Girl Is Mine to Billie Jean to Beat It to Want to Be Starting Something to Human Nature, PYT, Pretty Young Thing, and of course, Thriller. Now, all of those singles reached the top 10 on the Billboard 100, setting the record for the most top 10 singles from the album. Now... This album set a huge mark. Now, Thriller became the best-selling album of all time until it was passed, but I still consider it the greatest album of all time and the best-selling album of all time, having sold 32 million copies. And it spent 37 weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 from February 26, 1983 to April 14, 1984. And it spent more than 400 weeks on the chart and counting. Now, for me, this album was one of my selections because sometimes you just need one of those albums to get you out of that funk, to get you one of those, you know, out of those dark times. And I just said, you know, for me, I've always been a fan of MJ. And when I first heard Thriller, it was definitely one of those albums where I was like, damn, this is some funky shit. <laughs> this is some classic shit. This is going to be a classic record. And it'll stand, you know, the test of time. And um, its impact has been enormous. The fact that he went to arguably created one of the greatest albums of all time and the biggest selling album of all time just proves that Michael Jackson was and is arguably the greatest ever so i had to start off with my man mj so rest in peace and your music is timeless now i'm going to move on to another one of my favorite albums that i love to listen to from time to time a lot of times and it's from no other than miss lauren hill with her classic debut album the miseducation of lauren hill it was released on august 25th 1998 by Rough House and Columbia Records. Now, this album was truly a culture change, 
truly. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, selling 422,600, copies in its first week, which broke a record for the first week sales by a female artist. It produces the classic singles, Do Wop That Thing, X Factor, Everything Is Everything, and To Zion. Now, this album was a big record for Lauren. She earned 10 Grammy nominations, one of five, making Hill the first woman to receive the main, those many nominations in one night. And she became the first ever hip hop artist to win album of the year, which was well deserved. Now, for me, this album definitely was one of the albums that got me through a lot of tough times as well as a creative force because Lauren was able to touch on a lot of things in these in this album from religion to motherhood to her former group the Fugees to reminiscence of love heartbreak and God and um she nailed it she nailed it definitely her and the producers on this album nailed it and for me, the impact of her, this album was tremendous. Now, I wish to this day she would put out another album because I believe that her, her voice is needed in today's culture. It's very needed because um, if Miss Hill was to come back out with another album, it would be another classic, hands down. And um, so for me, I want to jump into another album of hers that she put out and it was the MTV Unplugged album, 2.0 album. It was released in 2002. Now, a lot of people was not feeling this album. And for me, I think that this album was before its time because I feel like Lauryn Hill's MTV Unplugged number 2.0 would have done good in today's time. I think that people back then wanted her to still make the miseducation sound, but Lauren was ready to explore different things. And I think that the lyrics, the subject matter, and Lauren's vision really stood out, which makes it, in my opinion, one of my favorite albums to listen to to this day. It has many songs on there that um, people can relate to. For me, I'm just gonna run through a couple of my favorite songs. One of them is called, I Gotta Find, Peace of Mind, that's a definitely a tough song. I Find It Hard to Say, Rebel, um, I Get Out, and The Conquering Lion. Those records, you know, for me were critical and the most standout songs on the album. So for me, I can care less what the critics said about the album. Most critics didn't like it. And most people found it as a career suicide and she was crazy. But no, I think that Lauren put out an album that was ahead of his time. Because I feel that if she would have dropped this album in 2020, in today's time, it would have been a banger because people would have loved to hear it and would have fell in love with the album. That's my personal opinion. So I'm hoping to hear more music from Lauren. I think that a lot of people, millions of people will definitely agree with me and that sentiment as well. Now I'm going to move on to another album, and it comes from a Richmond native, Virginia native, from D'Angelo, and it was his debut album, 1995's Brown Sugar. It was released on July 3rd, 1995, by EMI Music Records. Now, this album was a classic. 
It debuted number six on the Billboard Top R&B chart, selling 300,000 in its first two months. It was a slow build up at first, but it naturally garnered steam and became a classic. Now, this album was a genre of R&B, neo soul and funk. And D'Angelo is one of those artists where he talks about deep shit. <laughs> and he has his own style and own sound, which makes it more unique and more incredible to listen to. Now, um, he has a lot of great songs on this album. Um, for me, I'm going to call, let me see, songs from Brown Sugar to All Right, Me and Those Dreamy Eyes of Mine, Cruising, When We Get By, Higher, and of course, Shit Damn Motherfucker. <laughs> that is the title of a song. But like I said, I had to mention this album because this album was another classic for me and one of those albums I love to listen to not only through the good times, but my darkest times as well. So big ups to the legend D'Angelo. I'm going to talk about another album of his that he put out. And this album was around 2000, of course. And it's his 2000 album, Voodoo. And it was released on January 25th, 2000 Version Records. This album was met with commercial and critical success, debuting number one, selling 320,000 copies in its first week. And of course, it includes his first hit single off the album, Untitled How Does It Feel, which garnered a controversy with the video, as many people may know. And um, this album to me was a classic because even though I was young at the time when this album came out, as I got older and I listened to his album, this album, when I got older, I understand that this album was very deep, very spiritual. Um, the grooves and the beats, you know, was incredible. Um, and his music style was elements of jazz, funk, hip hop, blues, and soul. And it was just like a Prince, Jimi Hendrix, type of record you know it was one of those records that really showcased his voice his technique and the produ and the production so i really love this album and a couple of songs off the album that i love is um let me see yeah songs like the devil's pie left and right send it on the line spanish joint feel like making love of course untitled um and Africa. This is like a really classic album, man. This album, after it was released, D'Angelo suffered some pressures and he didn't like the feedback from the audiences because he felt like that the audiences was more concerned about taking his clothes off than his music. And it prompted him from leaving the music industry. And when he left, it left a hole, a deep hole, a deep hole in music because he was putting out timeless music. And when he didn't feel like people was respecting his art, he had to step away. And I'm glad he came back in 2014 with his latest album, which was another classic. But I had to put this album, Voodoo, in my top, you know, vault of albums to help me get through the good and bad times. So big ups to the legend and the great D'Angelo. And we can't, I can't wait to hear more music from you as well. Um, 
Now, another album comes from an artist who popped on the scene in 2006, as far as I know. Um, his debut album was a classic, and to me it was very underrated, very underrated. It comes from hip-hop's Lupe Fiasco, his debut album, Food and Liquor. It was released in September 19th, on September 19th, 2006. Um, debuted at number 12 on the Billboard 200. It garnered four Grammy nominations, including Best Rap Album. This album to me was underrated because this album was a banger. It was a banger all the way through. I still play this album to this day and it sounds like fresh and brand new. It still sounds fresh. The subject matter, you know, it contains elements of Midwest hip hop and alternative hip hop. Um, Fiasco covers a wide variety of subjects on the album, which is great. He talks about his love for skateboarding to having to grow up with a story of being a single mother and a child lacking a father figure. I can relate to that. He talks about guns. He talks about a lot of things. And um, this album was incredible. It received widespread acclaim, well-deserved. Couple of songs of the album that I love. Um, Real, Just Might Be Okay, Kick Push, I Gotcha, He Said, She Say, Sunshine, um, Daydreaming, The Cool, Hurt Me So. Like the whole album to me is, is a classic. So big up to Lupe Fiasco for dropping this classic. It definitely was a timeless banger. And I loved it. I truly loved it. Now on to one of my next choices. I will have to go with the one and only Mr. Kanye West with the college dropout. Classic. <laughs> Hands down. This classic was released on February the 10th, 2004 by Def Jam and Rockefeller Records. Now, of course, in the years leading up to the release, Kanye received praise for his production work, but not he didn't receive the respect for being as, as a rapper. But when this album dropped, those dismisses went away. This classic album debuted at number two on the Billboard 200, selling 441,000 copies in its first week. It was a large-scale commercial success, becoming West's best-selling album in the United States, with the domestic sales of 3.4 million copies by 2014. And was certified triple platinum the next year. This album includes classic bangers from Through the Wire, Jesus Walks, All Falls Down, and Slow Jams. Now, this to me is my favorite Kanye album. I don't think that he would never top this album because it just it was just so much hard work and determination building up to this album. And Kanye laid it out on his album. And I truly love this album to this day. I still play it. Like it's fresh, it was met with widespread acclaim, well deserved. I think this one of the albums you must hear before you die, period, because it was just an incredible, impacted album. The songs on all this album that I love, pretty much is all of them, but the ones I can pick is, you know, We Don't Care, The All Falls Down, To Spaceships, Jesus Walks, Never Let Me Down, Get Them High, Slow Jams. School Spirit, Two Words, Family Business, and Last Call. So big ups to the legend and one of the greatest ever, to Mr. Kanye, for continuing to drop in our classic music. And I'm also going to touch on another one of his classic albums that I love and put in my vault. 
is Late Registration, his second debut album, his second album. That was released on August the 30th, 2005. And this was another classic. And it was more lush and more elaborate than his debut album, the production part. It was still incredible. Um, Kanye was touching on subjects from poverty to political themes, drug trafficking, racism, healthcare, and the blood diamond trade. The first week was a big week. Debut number one, selling 860,000 copies his first week. Um, it was a widespread commercial success. Should have been, to me, album of the year at the Grammys. Um, a lot of tracks that I love on this album. I can just name a few. Heard him say with Adam Levine, Timeless Classic, Touch the Sky, Gold Digger with Jamie Foxx, another classic, Rest in Peace to the Legendary Ray Charles, Drive Slow, My Way Home, Crack Music, Roses, Bring Me Down, Addiction, Diamonds from Sierra Leone, We Major, Hey Mama, Celebration, the whole album. The whole album was a classic. The whole album was a classic. I love this album. I truly love this album. And to me, it's one of my favorites ever so another classic album from Kanye and another album for me that helped me through my toughest times so big ups to Kanye for keep dropping those classic musics it's definitely appreciated and definitely needed for the culture now let's see on to another classic album for me and I would say this comes from no other than Mr. Jay-Z one of my all-time favorite artists ever and it's his 2001 album, The Blueprint. Now, this album was released on September 11, 2001. Classic record, timeless record, received universal acclaim from critics and fans alike. It sold 427,000 copies in its first week. Despite being released on the September 11th attacks, it sold that many copies. And this is a classic production from the great Kanye West to Just Blaze, as well as Timberland, Trackmasters, Eminem. This was a classic record from Jay-Z, one of my favorite albums from his, you know, classic records. I love this record from Jay. Um, there are a lot of tracks on this album that I love, that I love to listen to. Um, let me see. I love, the, you know, from the classic records from The Takeover to Izzo. So You Don't Know, Heart of the City, Never Change, Song Cry, Renegade, and Blueprint, Mama Loves Me. Like I said, this album from Jay was a classic. I love this record from Jay-Z. I just played it a few days ago. Still sound as fresh as it was when it first came out. So big ups to one of the greatest ever, Jay-Z. You're one of the greatest ever, and thank you for putting out and creating this great classic record. Now on to my next pick. I'm gonna go and his album, Illmatic. Yes, Illmatic was released on April the 19th, 1994. Now sales fell below expectations. This album, but despite the sales, classic. Um, it received five mics from the legendary Source magazine. Well deserved. Received unanimous praise and acclaim from crit from critics alike. Nas touched on a lot of subject matter during this album, from gang rivalries to urban poverty to isolation. He touched it all. 
And like I said, Nas is one of the greatest ever, and he touched it on his album, and he nailed it. His lyricism is incredible. I'm just going to read a sample of, the, of a lyric that he put on his album. He says, a rap for listeners, blunt heads, fly ladies and prisoners, Hennessy holders and old school niggas, then I be dissing, unofficial, then smoke woody, die. I drop out of coolie high, gas up by a cophead cutie pie, jungle survivor, fuck who's a lava. My mans put the battery in my, in my back, a difference from energizer. Whoo! Sentence begins indented with for, formality. My duration's infinite, money-wise, or physiologically. Man, I can go on and on, but Nas is one of the greatest ever behind the pen. I love his work. His career is timeless. And I had to put the legendary Illmatic in my category. So big ups to him, big up to him for keep for putting out this record. And like I said, timeless record. Timeless. Now on to another great iconic hip hop legend, Eminem, 2002's The Eminem Show. I love this record. It was released on May 26, 2002 by Aftermath Records. Number one banger. Still there for five weeks. Sold 1.3 million in second week alone. Classic singles from Without Me, Clean Out My Closet, Superman, and Sing For The Moment. It was certified diamond, which means over 10 million copies sold. Now, I'm trying to tell you, there's a lot of bangers on this record from Clean Out My Closet, one of my Eminem favorite songs, Sing For The Moment, Haley's song, Till I Collapse. A lot of bangers. So, I had to put Eminem in my classic records for this episode. And Eminem's one of the greatest ever, so there's no need to go into deeper further detail. But big ups to Eminem and big ups to him for dropping and creating this classic record with Dr. Dre and putting out this timeless banger. Yes, sir. Now let's see. I'm gonna go on to another person. I'm going to the RB side on this album. I'm gonna go with the one and only, the queen of hip hop soul. Mary J. Blige, and the album that I'm going to go with is her 1994 album, My Life. Now, My Life was released on November 29, 1994. It touches on a lot of subjects. One is critical, and I am familiar with clinical depression. Mary J. also touched her battles with both drugs and alcohol, as well as being in an abusive relationship. This album's a banger and a classic banger. And Mary touched on some deep subjects on this album. Um, she touched on a lot of a lot of things. It was a breakthrough for Mary J. It was a critical acclaimed record. Um, songs like Mary Jane, You Bring Me Joy, My Life, You Gotta Believe, I'm Going Down, Be Happy. You know what I'm saying? Mary just, she, and this album was definitely one of those records that, you know, timeless, classic, and definitely a banger. So, hats off to the queen of hip hop soul, Mary J, for creating this timeless masterpiece. 
Now going back to hip hop, going to touch on one of the notorious B.I.G. His debut album, Ready to Die. Whoo! This was a banger. This record was huge, and um, the acclaim was critical, universal acclaim. Tracks like Things That Change, Give Me The Loop, Machine Gun Funk, Warning, Ready To Die, The What, Juicy, Everyday Struggle, Respect, Friend Of Mine, Unbelievable, Suicidal Thoughts, Who Shot You, Just Playing. This record was a classic from Biggie. Classic. Classic. I can tell you this, man. It was just a, a wonderful album. I loved it, and I can still listen to this album to the, to this day, and it sounds just as fresh, if not better than anything else that's currently out. So, big up to the late great notorious B.I.G. for creating this timeless record. We, we love you, and we wish you were still here to put out great, great music because it's truly missed. It's truly missed. Now, on to another legendary, iconic rapper is the one on the D.M.X. And his second debut album, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, was released on December 22nd, 1998, a little more than seven months after his debut album, It's Dark and Hell is, and Hell is Hot. This album was another classic banger from X. Songs like Bring Your Whole Crew to Ain't No Way to Coming From, It's All Good, The Omen, Slipping, No Love for Life, Ready to Meet Him, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, Heat. DMX during that time was putting out legendary bangers. And I'm a big fan of DMX. He touches the soul of many people. And during this time, he was putting out classics. And I'm going to also jump into his first album, His Dark and Hell is Hot, in the same conversation. This is another classic album. It was a debut album from, from X. Songs like Rough Riders Anthem. Fucking with D, look through my eyes, get at me, dog, let me fly. X is coming, Damien, crime story, how it's going down. Stop being greedy, I can feel it. The convo, man, another classic from X. And people need, I need to put this out there too about X. Um, his prayers on each album is timeless. Like his prayers on his albums is like, man. It is incredible and it's deep. DMX has that voice that he can touch you. He can just hit that nerve and hit that spot. So I had to put my man DMX in this category for some of his my classic albums that I listen to to this day. Can't wait to hear from you again. So big ups to the great DMX. Um and on to the next album that I love as far as classics is concerned that has helped me in my darkest times and good times. The one and only Snoop. But back then he was known for as Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> His debut album Doggy Style was released on November 23rd, 1993. This was another classic banger from Snoop. And to me it's, it's my favorite album from Snoop. Um Highly anticipated. Definitely a classic album. Definitely was an influence on the culture. Um, met with widespread acclaim. Songs like the classic Gin and Juice, 
the shiznit, Lottie Dottie, Murder Was a Case, Who Am I, Doggy Dog World, another classic from Snoop. I love it. Snoop Dogg delivered on a classic record from Dr. Dre. The production was incredible. Just bigs up to the, the dog father, Snoop. So I had to put the dog father in the category of my classic albums. So big ups to Snoop. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Now I'm going to touch on another iconic rapper and arguably the greatest rapper of all time, the one and only Tupac, with his fourth studio album, All Eyes On Me. This album was a banger for Tupac and a banger. Many consider it his best album. And it was certified diamond in 2014. Man, this album was incredible. Um, songs from Ambition as a Rider, All About You, Got My Mind Made Up, How Do You Want It, To America Most Wanted, No More Pain, Hostile of Men, Life Goes On, Only Guys Can Judge Me, Can Judge Me, my favorite song of the album. Trading war stories, I ain't mad at you. Can't can't see me. All eyes on me. Check out time. You know, this album's a classic for Tupac. Classic album. For one of the greatest of arguably not the greatest rapper of all time. I had to put the man Tupac in my music category, classic mix. Rest in peace to the late great. You're heavily missed. Period. I'm gonna close this episode with my last choice of classic albums. I'm going to end this classic with 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. This classic banger was released on February 6, 2003. This record, man. This record, I remember, was so anticipated. The bootleg copy was selling like hotcakes on the street. Like literally, it was selling like hotcakes and the internet was a leakage. It like shut everything down. So this album was heavily anticipated. Definitely big. Was a big commercial success with 50. In my opinion, his best album period, hands down. Classic singles from What Up Gangsta, Patiently Waiting, Many men in the club, how all the time, heat, if I can't, bloodhound, back down, P.I.M.P., like my style, 21 questions, don't push me, gotta make it to heaven, to wankster, you're not liking me, life's on the line. So another great album from 50, to me, his best classic record, one album you gotta hear before you die, in my opinion, all the albums I've listed so far, definitely highly recommend that you listen to them. And I believe I'm going to end this episode with that, with the great 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have another episode of talking about more classic albums who have helped me in my darkest times and best times. But I'm going to close out with that. Thank you for checking out another episode of Sacramento Illness. You can check me out on all the streaming apps, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast and check me out on Facebook, the Psycho Mental Illness page, as far as Instagram page, Twitter, and on YouTube. So thank you all for checking another episode of Psycho Mental Illness. This is your boy and your host, Ryan Smith. Be safe, be good.
And I'm going to end this quote. I'm going to end this post by saying this. Always won't open new doors. Remember that. But once again, thank you for checking out another episode of Sacramento Illness. It's your boy and your host, Ryan Smith. I'm out. Be good. Do good. Peace.